Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Line Star. I'm Shannon Somerville here with Tyler Weeman about to break down some NFL action. Football season is right around the corner and we're here to help you break down all of the off-season action. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of movement in the NFL and we're here to recap some of that, but also take a look at what the season will bring and what it means in terms of fantasy football value for a lot of these players. So each week we'll be breaking down some of the divisions and looking at win totals, some of the futures markets as well. So today we're taking a look at the NFC West. We figured we'd start off with the defending Super Bowl champions division. So the NFC West, we've got a lot of action to recap for the offseason. We'll start off worst to first from last season and we'll start off with the Seattle Seahawks. Last season, their record was 7-10. and 10. Taking a look at some of the futures market odds for them. Mm-hmm. We've got a plus 1,000 to win the division. Those are the longest odds for them, for sure. And a lot of that has to do with some of the offseason moves. Notably, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson Goes to Denver, huge blockbuster trade here that brings over Drew Locke. We also had some action there, so defensive end Shelby Harris is now in in Seattle. And then Noah Fant comes over to Seattle as well. Bobby Wagner goes to the Rams, so a little bit of movement there as well. But this Russell Wilson shakeup for the Seattle Seahawks, who Russell Wilson has been the Seattle Seahawks and the the biggest name there and represents mm-hmm. everything when you think of the Seattle Seahawks. So much different look this time around with Drew Locke and Geno Smith going for quarterback. What does that mean for Seattle? Yeah, it's going to be a rough one for Seattle, most likely. Now, Drew Locke has been able to produce some good fantasy receivers, you know, notably Corton Sutton had a couple good years with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Tyler Lockin and DK Metcalf are like totally done as mm-hmm. long as Locke is the quarterback, which that's still a question mark too. Could right. be Geno Smith. I mean, or they could go shopping. Who knows? It's not out yeah. of the realm of possibility. I, I would say doubtful though. They're it not, does seem like they're in rebuild mode. Yeah. And they're not really in a position to win now. So I don't know why they would spend picks or whatnot sure. to uh, well, get you, somebody yeah. like Baker. And you mentioned Drew Locke fantasy value. Mm -hmm. When you compare, you know, Russell Wilson to Drew Locke, obviously, you know, Drew Locke's only had two passes over 40 yards. Granted, Mm -hmm. we're looking at five games uh, last season. Russell Wilson had 10 uh, in the first half season, which was MVP level. So this is just two different quarterbacks, hard to compare. But when you look at the wide receivers, you know, how big of an impact will that be on some of the wide receivers that we're looking at, which is DK Metcalf, Tyler no. Lockett? It's definitely going to be a big impact. The one thing is that Seattle is super run heavy, and they're not they're not going to lean on Drew Locke when they never leaned on Russell Wilson. So right. you're looking at a downgrade at quarterback. you got to downgrade both the – the top wide receivers, as well as Noah Fant. And they're probably going to run the ball even more than they did last year, or at least try. Yeah, I mean, the bright spot on the offense last year was the run mm-hmm. game that ranked uh, 11th in rush yards. So how does that run game, now that they're going to be 
probably featuring it even more. Mm-hmm. How will that kind of look? And that's interesting too, right? Because they have Chris Carson, mm-hmm. who according to Pro Football Doc, believes he should be back uh, for workouts in June and possibly be ready to go to begin the season. So his surgery was in November. Typically that surgery is a three to four month recovery period. So he should be good to go. Mm-hmm. But then they also have Rashard Penny, who he's been banged up and is right now. Apparently, he's not going to be working out. And uh, then they drafted a a guy from Michigan State. Yes, uh, Kenneth Walker, who was drafted in the second round. Interesting there as uh, he's pretty good. Yeah. I I like that pick there. And it's they used some assets, too. A second round pick for a running back is a pretty decent you know, investment, investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, they legitimately have three running backs that they could use and go to. So we could see a committee here could be a ton of running. Yeah. And I'm almost thinking if you're in a fantasy league, like just kind of handcuffing some of those guys together to see who gets the most value to who gets the most uh, carries in that situation. You yeah, know, I, I, you assume it's going to be Carson, right? Yeah, but I don't know, though, because Penny had the huge breakout. Right. Penny did way more than Carson did, you know, last year. And Penny was a first-round pick years ago. So it's they've invested assets in him as well. I, I really would be shocked if it was anything but a committee approach here. All right. So let's take a look back at our futures market projections here and tell me if, you know, there's anything that you really like here. I know that... You know, Seattle is picked to finish last in the division. So we've got a win total at five and a Mm -hmm. half. Now, do you see them reaching that mark? I don't think they do. I think they're too hard of a division to reach that mark. Yeah, Uh, I do as well. I just think within you've got such great teams in this division Mm -hmm. in particular, and it's just going to be too challenging, especially given all their losses and everything. Mm -hmm that they've lost and Bobby Wagner is a big loss for them as well. That's a huge loss. And I think that will impact them significantly. I think what Russell Wilson did for that team is, I mean, there's, there's not much to be said for that because I think it will really show up in the uh, win and loss column. Totally. And it's not only just his play too, it's his leadership out there and leading the team and being, you know, being the quarterback and really pushing the entire organization. Oh, yeah. I mean, in every – you see it every week. They have him, you know, when they have them mic'd up and stuff. Yeah. And he's always just chatting up everybody and yes. hyping them up and stuff. And we, I think that stuff goes overlooked. But um, it definitely has an impact at yeah. the end of the day on the win-loss column. So five and a half. Mm-hmm. I guess for both of us, under. we agree. Yep. We're going under. Now let's take a look at the San Francisco 49ers. Last season's record was 10-7. and seven. Looking at their futures market numbers here, we've got plus 185 to win the division here, minus 220 to make the playoffs, plus 750 to win the NFC Championship. Over under win total here, we got 9.5. Mm-hmm. It's at minus 145 too. That's interesting. Right. It's very interesting there. We'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at some notable offseason moves here. We had some D linemen 
who moved away. DJ Jones, I believe, is going to be a huge impact there. Just a phenomenal player. Then we also had Raheem Mostert going to Miami. Man, the Dolphins picked up a lot of uh, NFC West players, but the Mosterati is heading out of town. They did sign Charvarius Ward Mm -hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. They signed George Odom, uh, Oren Burks, also wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, former Clemson product, drafted Drake Jackson, and running back Ty Davis Price. Mm -hmm. The big storyline, though, here is let's first start off with Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. who, you know, he's on the roster, obviously, but Trey Lance is making a case for himself, and... He's kind of the favorite to start. What do you see happening in San Francisco? Well, I don't think that both of these guys can be on the roster together. I think that if Jimmy G is on the roster, he's probably going to start as the team's quarterback, at least to start the season. As long as he's healthy, he did have the thumb surgery over the offseason. But obviously Lance is great. His fantasy stock, because he – his ability to run and scramble is through the roof. Right. So. Um, so Jimmy G's fantasy stock, I guess it all kind of depends. It's just kind of a wait and see sort of scenario at quarterback. Yeah. Last year, the team finished 21st in passing yards. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Garoppolo, not going to get you a ton of you yeah. know, passing yards or anything like that. You mentioned Trey Lance dual threat. So there mm-hmm. is some value there from a fantasy perspective. Um, the 49ers had the fourth lowest pass play percentage in 2021. So I think that bodes well for Trey Lance, though, because he is a threat uh, to run the ball. As totally. Well. And having a running quarterback makes it also easier for the running backs just because that's a good point. The mm-hmm. defense has to you know, account key in and account on the quarterback running also. Uh, but all in all, if Lance starts, I love him. Yeah, quarterback-wise, he for fantasy, he'd be great. Yeah, George Kittle seems to agree with you there. (laughs) Debo Samuel, interesting situation Mm -hmm. here. Of course, he seemed to indicate that he wanted out of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. but now it seems, hey, it's all good. Everything's all good now. (laughs) What do you see happening with the Debo Samuel situation? Well, he was talking about how he didn't want to run run the ball as Mm -hmm. much, so he doesn't want to play out of the backfield as much. If that happens, I would say his fantasy stock definitely hits, takes a little bit of a hit mm-hmm. just because he was so efficient running the ball, especially running the ball inside the red zone. He had eight touchdowns uh, rushing, which is remarkable, especially with the few carries that he had. Right. So one, I would see a little bit of a regression there, even if he does have the same amount of carries, just because eight with his limited touch touches is insane. But um, Debo is one of the best receivers in the game, so you yeah. got to like him. I have to think, though, Debo as a competitor, he's a type of guy that would do anything to win the game. So yes. I could easily see maybe if they start out the season with a certain game approach towards the end of the season, they're doing whatever it that takes is to win. Point. And Debo yeah. Samuel is not going to say, "Don't uh, no, I'm not running that play because I don't think it helps my... No, that's, yeah, that's not. not how it works. So, and, I mean, his body can handle it. Yeah. You know, he did last year. Maybe he was a little banged up at the end of the year, sure. but like Who he wasn't? was able to... <laughs> yeah. And he was able to take it and 
ran with that. Right. He was from not phenomenal. So the 49ers obviously predicated on their running game. Yes. Finished seventh in rushing yards last season. So how does the rushing attack look this year, given A, the quarterback situation, B, the loss mm-hmm. of the Mosterati? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be Eli Mitchell again, right? And mm-hmm. he was spectacular last year, and I'm sure they're going to go right back to him this year. Interesting note is the 49ers have had a different leader in carries each of the mm-hmm. last five seasons. So, you know, is Mitchell still going to be that top go-to guy? I think it is. And with that last little stat you said, we do have to realize that Mostert has been the lead guy, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. True. So it's definitely part of the reason why there's just been this wheel of running backs going through there. Plus, I mean, that system is great for running backs. Definitely. So whoever has that position will be valuable. And they did add LSU running back Ty Davis Price. So you got to think he might see some action as well. Yeah. I, I mean, that's also their kind of go to the 49ers. Yeah. They don't really feature one guy totally. It's usually mm-hmm. a little bit of a committee sure. with, you know, one guy, maybe 40 percent, the other 30 percent type, type of situation. To your point, plenty of opportunity for yes. – all of those running backs, the 49ers had the fourth highest percent mm-hmm. of rush plays in 2021. Mm-hmm. So they'll certainly get the opportunity totally this coming season, especially with one of them being absent this mm-hmm. year. More carries for everyone else. Let's take a look at some of the wide receivers, or not wide receivers, we'll take a look at the ball catchers here. George yeah. Kittle is, what's his fantasy value look like? Let's talk about, you know, if it's Jimmy G or if it's um, Trey Lance, how does that impact Kittle? There's definitely an impact. So Kittle is one of the best pass block or sorry, run blocking tight ends. If we have Trey Lance who does run the ball and we know the 49ers like to run the ball also, you could see Kittle in a little bit more of a blocking scenario than we're used to. Okay. Also, with Trey Lance, I would expect less passes, even less than they had with Jimmy G. So maybe a little less opportunity for Kittle. Okay. Yeah, Kittle had the six most targets among mm-hmm. tight ends last season, one of Jimmy G's obviously favorite, favorite targets, but that could, you know, obviously change with Trey Lance, as you mentioned. So now let's take a look at the defense special teams because mm-hmm. that was a Big, impactful player, if you will, for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Tons of value there. The defense ranked third in opponent total yards. They did lose DJ Jones, mm-hmm. but they still got Bosa, man. Like, this is yeah. a top defense. And they added Ward in the secondary, mm-hmm. which the secondary was really kind of their issue last right. season. So they're they're working on shoring that up and making their defense altogether a tougher, better squad. So... This team has the second shortest odds to win the division. Can they do it? Yes. They're my pick to win this division. Really? Yes. Up seeding the defending Super Bowl champions. Yes. What makes you think this time around they've got what it takes altogether? Uh, well, they are a great team. We've talked about that. Yeah. Great line on both sides. Can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Lance is still a question mark, obviously, but 
as a complete team, they're as good as anybody in this division. I think their schedule is a little bit easier than the Rams and the Cardinals are without D-Hop for six weeks. Sure. I mean, yeah, the Rams schedule is really tough this Mm -hmm. season. Um, I do think the 49ers are great. So let's take a look at the win total at nine Mm -hmm. and a half. I definitely think that's an over situation. Agreed. Agreed. Great minds think alike. So my thing is, even given the uncertainty at the quarterback Mm -hmm. situation, I mean, this team went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback. They have the pieces there. They have the defense. They have, you know, the personnel. They Mm -hmm. have the personalities, too, that can kind of, you know, glue a team together, so to speak. And when you look from a coaching perspective, I definitely think that they – Listen, they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback against Patrick Mahomes, and mm-hmm. that was a competitive game. Oh, yeah. They they almost did it. And Jimmy G is a good right. quarterback. He's not bad. For fantasy, yes, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but for an NFL caliber quarterback, he's going to keep you in games, and he's not going to lose you games. Right. Trey Lance is going to probably lose them a couple games, but he also may win them a game or two, and Jimmy G is not doing that. Right. All right. So high expectations from both of us for the 49ers mm-hmm. this season. How about the Arizona Cardinals, who last year f- finished 11-6? and six. They are plus 310 to win the, the division, minus 105 to make the playoffs. Their win total at 9.5. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at some notable offseason moves here. Big one here, Chandler Jones to the Raiders. They did add Mm -hmm. Hollywood Brown, Mm -hmm. lost Christian Kirk to the Jags. They did get Daryl Williams from the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. running back Chase Edmonds went to Miami, another running back Mm -hmm. uh, from the... Yep, Miami just took all the uh, NFC West. All of them. And in the draft, they went after tight end Trey McBride and uh, Keontae Ingram. So, Cardinal storylines for this year, we've got D-Hop on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, suspended the first six games of the season for violating that performance-enhancing drugs policy. So, given the fact that they dropped five of the final six last year, really struggled without DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. that doesn't bode well for the Cardinals. No, it doesn't. But getting Brown should help that a little bit brown is a legit receiver in the league he was great with lamar jackson he did play with uh kyler in college yep so connection going you know they they know each other already i'm not expecting you know a feeling out process because of that yeah he was his favorite target yeah so it's definitely going to help the hopkins thing yes but there's no replacing deandre there is not and just take a look at some of these numbers here uh with hopkins 30.2 points per game in the red zone the cardinals touchdown rate was 65.9 and murray's completion percentage was 71.6 without hopkins that drops significantly 18.8 points per game touchdown rate in the red zone 35.7 that's almost half and murray's completion percentage down to 63.1 Just a huge impact, so he will be missed. The good news is he'll be back towards the end of the season, which is when the Cardinals have traditionally, I guess, struggled Mm -hmm. is those last few games of the season. At Uh, least last year they did. Last year they did, yes. (laughs) 
And oh, five uh, of six. <laughs> last five of their last six games of the season. And this schedule for them mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's any easier for them. So there's that. There's also a little bit of contract drama with Kyler Murray, who at one point erased all photos on Instagram. Yep. I guess that's the way you communicate your, you know, displeasure with your <laughs> uh, with your bosses these days, I guess, is to just scrub your Instagram account. He's looking for an extension. Um, that being said, Murray's still high fantasy value. Yes, and he was at OTAs today at workout so he is with the team he is working out so i don't really see it hindering him if he's there for the voluntary stuff i would expect him to be throughout the rest of the off season so i wouldn't worry too much about the contract stuff and actually it could be a kind of a chip on the shoulder situation yeah and so hollywood brown they brought him Mm -hmm. over another reason to make him nice and happy Mm -hmm. Uh, so how does that what does that mean for a fantasy football perspective with Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins? Mm-hmm. Does he become more valuable than last year? Uh, I think Brown probably does become more valuable, at least to start the year. Mm-hmm. I think that Arizona throws the ball a lot more than the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, also, Murray is a better thrower of the football than Lamar. Now, in the back half of the season, once Hopkins is back, his volume's probably going to go down quite a bit. And it's also should uh, talk about the fact that they do have Zach Ertz again. Mm-hmm. So he was a huge addition and was targeted a lot with, with Kyler. Yeah. So. And you mentioned more opportunity with mm-hmm. compared to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Last season, the Cardinals were top 10 in passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you immediately think of Kyler Murray, you think of the the run threat that he poses. However, he can pass the ball Mm -hmm. as well. And we've seen a lot of deep bombs. We saw him going to D-hop, but we also saw him going elsewhere with them as well. So that definitely bodes well for Hollywood Brown's draft, uh, fantasy football drafts Mm -hmm. stock for sure. Run game. Interesting here. Uh, 10th. Highest rush percentage in 2021. Mm -hmm. That was the Cardinals. So given the fact that Chase Edmonds, now in Miami, they did add Daryl Williams. James Conner, though, you know, he has Mm -hmm. struggled to stay healthy in a season. They did add USC running back Keontae Ingram in the sixth round. How Mm. do you evaluate that run game? I really do like James Conner for this season. He was tremendous for them when he when it was just him. Uh, last year, I expect it to be pretty much primarily him to start the season. Now, Williams will be a nice little backup if Conner gets hurt. And so, Williams absolutely, if Conner gets hurt, will fill in and likely be a very good addition to the team. Any concerns with this team, especially um, the defense was 20th last season in opponent rushing yards. They lost Chandler Jones. Can't imagine that helps the situation at all. Absolutely, I agree. Their defense could be a little bit soft, uh, They, which helps the offense. They're going to have to score some points. <laughs> so, good news for fantasy yes. owners if you got any Cardinals offense. 
offensive guys. Um, strength of schedule is also something mm-hmm. to be concerned about. They have the second toughest schedule. They host the Chiefs in the opener before heading to Vegas to face the Raiders. Then they host the defending Super Bowl mm-hmm. champs. The final three of four games are on the road. That includes a trip to Denver, a trip to San Francisco, and they are hosting the Bucks. And they've really struggled um, mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Of course, last year, five of the last six, they've struggled down the stretch. So especially when you look at the NFC West and how difficult um, and how good some of these teams are, um, doesn't bode well for the Cardinals. I- agreed. I mean, the Cardinals are a good team though and out of the 49ers cardinals and rams really any one of them could win it i would say the cardinals are probably third like the Mm -hmm. most likely in those three teams mainly because hopkins is missing so many games uh but they're a good team can they win in the division yes do i think they will no yeah i think with that strength of schedule that kind of turns things a little bit Mm -hmm. and do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I think their defense might be a little too soft to make the playoffs. There you go. Although I feel like I counted them out last season and they came out of the gate really strong. If they, they could did. do that again, especially getting DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. back the second half of the season, I think they could r- surprise people. And, it, and I it's possible. Yeah, it is definitely possible. Nine and a half wins for them. I don't see that as possible given their just the tough slate that they have. I just yeah, I'm gonna go under on that too. Under is is where I'm headed with that. But again, I feel like this is a team that can be sneaky good and just sneak up on you. So I wouldn't yeah. be too shocked if they came out really strong. A lot of the problems I have with this division betting the win totals is the division is going to beat itself up. Yes. You know, it's going to be very hard to win four plus games against these divisions. Yeah. I mean, we saw it. We saw it last season, the Rams Mm -hmm. and the 49ers going back, you know, totally beating each other up um, throughout the season. I'm sure that'll be the case again this year. So the Rams, speaking of the Rams, get to the champs, the defending champions are plus 140 to win the division. And plus 500 to win the NFC championship, although they have the third shortest odds to run it back and win the Super Bowl again. The favorite in that is still the Buffalo Bills, followed by the Bucks. Over under win total here, 10 and a half. And that may be tougher than you think. We'll talk about why uh, in a bit. We'll circle back to that. Notable offseason moves. Let's talk about it here. Wide receiver Robert Woods goes to Tennessee. Von Miller's to Buffalo. Sony Michelle to Miami, and Andrew Whitworth retired. Uh, Austin Corbett to Carolina. Here's who they signed. They signed Bobby Wagner. That'll be huge for them. So just when we think they've lost a ton of people, they somehow mm-hmm. figure out a way to get some guys back. Allen Robinson, uh, wide receiver there. They extended Matt Stafford um, as well. So when you look at the Rams' storylines for this season, it all starts with Sean McVay and Matt Stafford. For year two, mm-hmm. that was their first season together. Thinking about a second year of them scheming uh, can be a little scary. Yes. It also comes to Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup's Breakfast Club. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's where all the uh, all the scheming starts, right? Yeah. Over breakfast. Exactly. Where else? 
But yeah, they they look great. Stafford, you gotta believe in another season in the same system is gonna take another step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him. Their schedule's super tough, though. It's very tough. The last time a team won back-to-back Super Bowls was the Patriots back in 2005. It's going to be tough for the Rams this time around. Let's talk about the passing game. You mentioned Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup, who was probably a fantasy football MVP. I mean, if you had him on your team, you likely won your league or at least got close to it. And the Rams had the ninth highest pass play percentage in the NFL in 2021, the fifth most passing yards. Does Cooper Cup's fantasy value go up or down? Is he is he capable of repeating what he did last year? I don't think he can go any further up than he did. Mm-hmm. I don't see him pushing Calvin Johnson's receiving records again this year. Now, with that said, I still think he is the best fan, the best fantasy football wide receiver in the league. But I just don't expect that like prolific of a season. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I guess a lot depends on if Matt Stafford progresses, I guess, under the system. Totally. When you think about it, that was the first year on a brand new system for him after Mm -hmm. being with the lions for so long. Um, I have to think that another year under the system, getting familiar with it, he might even get better. Does that help Cooper cup? Uh, of course it would, but I also think that him getting more comfortable with the system could make him spread the ball around a little bit more, which would take yeah. away from Cup. And, as, of course, adding Allen Robinson to the mm-hmm. mix could change things as well. The Rams signed him away from the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. this offseason, and he almost replaces the free agent Odell Beckham Jr., Yeah. Um, although he kind of teased a return. Don't know what's happening with that situation. Yeah. Um, but Allen Robinson definitely adds – another mm-hmm. threat and could take could take away a few of those uh fantasy points for him. And he's an interesting kind of case study, right? Cuz he's another guy where we don't truly know who he is. Right. He had that one um, absolutely ridiculously amazing season in Jacksonville, but then, you know, he fell victim to Jacksonville. <laughs> And then fell victim as, to the Chicago. To a lot of people. Yeah. And so we don't really know. I yeah. mean, DJ Shark had a great season in Jacksonville and then was nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been several receivers that have done that. So kind of waiting to see who Robinson is. Well, I guess we will find out. And this is the, I mean, if there is a team a receiver would want to go to, it's the Rams who have the ability to yes to game play. I mean, look at what they did with Odell Beckham Jr. last year and incorporating him into the totally. offseason after he had been so disappointed with in, his production. And we haven't even really touched on the loss of Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. Like he to for the most part of the season prior to him getting hurt, he was kind of one B two cuppers cups one A cuppers. Right. Uh two Cooper Cups one A. And <laughs> There are a lot of targets up in the air with him leaving. Yeah. So if Allen Robinson can take that and be the receiver that everybody thinks he is, yeah, he could be in for a solid season. Oh yeah, they have Tyler Higby as well. Yes, it's pretty good. And mm-hmm. so they have a ton of weapons. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, and this... they're getting weapons back in the running game. The run game, predominantly passing mm-hmm. offense with Stafford. 
Uh, they finished 25th in rushing yards in 2021. However, they're getting Cam Akers back for a full mm-hmm. season. Uh, Daryl Henderson will be backup role, and that bodes well for the offense, especially that run game that really suffered with his absence. Totally. And according to the pro football doc, they're saying Cam Akers' six score, which is his algorithm as far as to show how healthy a player is, it goes up to 100, is going to start at 88, which is pretty healthy, and that Mm -hmm. should improve throughout the season. But we should be able to see some of that burst that he had prior. Yeah. I mean, so there is some injury concern there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's worth, I guess, noting, but it is, I guess, good for him to be back in that offense. Yeah. Just another... So pro football doc did mention that there is a known concern about hurting the other Achilles after you've hurt one. Yeah. So there is a concern that he could get hurt again, but it's just a concern. He looks healthy. He Mm -hmm. looks good. If he's in that spot, he's going to be a good fantasy back. So let's talk about the defense. Mm -hmm. Now we know the offense is going to be great. There has been some speculation about Aaron Donald's future. He said on the I Am Athlete podcast that he would be at peace with walking away after eight NFL seasons and that he has been saying since I got into the league, I was going to play eight years and be done. Those comments, of course, came amid conversation about contract negotiations. So could this just be him posturing for some money or is this – Really could be the end for Aaron Donald? I, I don't think so. I can't be. I, I think there could be a little bit of both. Uh, it's always nice to go out on top. Mm-hmm. You know, Donald's been an amazing player for them for years now. They just won the Super Bowl. However, I do agree with you. I think it's probably more posturing, and I would expect him to come back. If he's not back, that's a huge hit for that defense. Yeah, I believe Sean McVay seemed confident that they mm. would be able to to get something done Cronky's gonna have to break out that wallet (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah well if anyone deserves it it's Aaron make it rain okay they did lose Von Miller but all pro linebacker Bobby Wagner should Mm -hmm. keep things pretty cohesive that's a huge um, just when they lose somebody like Von Miller they just somehow find somebody that's can take the load I think this is bigger than most people think too Last year, you could run on the Rams a little bit, right. and Bobby Wagner will put a stop to that. <laughs> <laughs> he he is not going to let. He is he's a not problem. Gonna, yeah, he's not going to make it easy for teams to run. Yeah. So, oh yeah. They, so with Aaron Donald back, you got mm-hmm. a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, this they're team stacked. is stacked. Yeah. However. Here's the caveat. Mm-hmm. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL. They Their strength of schedule ranks first in terms of opposing winning percentage at 567. Listen to this. They play at Tampa week 9, at Kansas City week 12. Raiders, they have them week 14, at Green Bay week 15. They are on the road three of their final four games. Oh, yeah, and I haven't even mentioned they open the season <laughs> With the Bills, yeah. not an easy schedule. Their schedule's super hard, but it's their road schedule that's impossible. Like they're, It's really hard. It, it will be hard for them to go 500 on their road schedule. Yeah, I mean, I was just going through and trying to, you know, mark off. Mm-hmm. Okay, which of the 
the for sure winnable games and there's not that many of them that no. you can just already mark off so that will be interesting to see mm -hmm. how things shake out as you said this is a division that kind of cannibalizes itself That's why i'm saying 49 <laughs> to win it so when you look at some of the futures market odds here yes. that 10 and a half win total is that feasible for the rams absolutely feasible do I think it will happen? If I had to bet on it, I think I would hit the under. Yeah, I would say from a betting perspective, I don't. Ten wins is is tougher than you probably think for a defending Super Bowl champion, given that their schedule is really tough. I mean, I'm just looking at it right now. They got the well, it, Cowboys. The interesting here to note too is the ten and a half over is plus one ten, whereas under is minus one thirty. Everyone, so yeah, sports books under. are saying that they would expect it to be under. I I think, I think that the Rams have their hands full with this schedule. Mm -hmm. Even though we did say how stacked they were, I think it is going to be a, a tough slate for them for sure. And yes. eh, can they? Uh, how far do you think they'll make it then? I don't know. I've been thinking this is a tough one. I mean, I they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to win the division. I don't know. I, I just every time I, I go through and I'm like, nah, they're not going to do it. But then I'm like, but they have all these pieces. They, they have still everything have they everything need to do that, it. Yeah. Now, the O-line's a little bit of a question mark. Right. Uh, defense is solid. But even last year, it's not like like the defense had all these players. And it's not like they stopped everybody. Right. You know, like there there is something leaky about the defense that they need to, to address. To address, yeah. However, Sean McVay just as a football mind, I mean, I just think he's such a great coach and can figure out a way to make it work even you know they always have a way of turning their weaknesses into some of their strengths somehow some for way. my old man's sake i hope you're right and i hope he can figure <laughs> it out all right so that's a look at the nfc west you're taking the 49ers i'm still leaning i'm still leaning rams, you're going rams? But i think yeah, I'm, sense. I'm gonna keep it with the rams we gotta go uh maddie stafford yeah. georgia bulldog we gotta go where the bulldogs are you know what i'm saying we, we gotta figure out a bet on this one <laughs> we do We'll have to figure something out. Yeah. If you lose, maybe you have to do a TikTok dance or something. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, if you have any suggestions for a bet, drop in the comments. Yes, let us please. know. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, the NFC West and who's going to win the division. Make sure to like and subscribe so you can keep up with all the videos that we'll be coming out with soon. Mm -hmm. And make sure to visit linestarapp.com. Check out our site. We'll be coming out with some projections for you in fantasy football that will be here before you know it. And you got to dominate your league. And also, you don't want to get into any feuds over your league. So you got to know what you're doing because, I mean, <laughs> look at... Tommy Pham and Jack Peterson, you don't want that in your league. You Apparently, wanna... you don't want a commissioner like Mike <laughs> Trout either. So you got to have all the analytics. So you know, so you don't even. It doesn't even yes. matter what anybody else does. Mm -hmm. You'll just dominate, and you will do that by checking out LineStarApp.com. That's going to do it for us. Next time, we'll be taking a look at the AFC West, and it is a wild one. Yep, so that'll we'll... be one of the most exciting <laughs> yeah, ones. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll see you guys next time. Have, have a, good a good one. one. Bye.